It is the Wave 97.9 WHAV. 8.50, 10 minutes before 9 o'clock. On the line with us is Melinda Myers. Melinda's Garden Moment. And Melinda, thank you for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. I love talking plants to all of your listeners and, and sharing my excitement and helping them have a little more success with their green thumbs. Well, thank you very much. Before we get into it, I just want to, you you know, you're a little bit ways away, but uh, we have a, a, there's a city councilor in Haverhill. Her name is Melinda Barrett. Okay. <laughs> there aren't many of us around. I have to say, I worked for the Department of Public Works when I was with Forestry, and there were three Melindas in the Department of Public Works, which was, one, not a lot of women, and two, not many Melindas in the world. So it's pretty wild to have three of us in the room with the same first name. Well, I know, and a lot of people think that uh, your garden moment is done by her. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, as long as she's okay with it, I'm okay with it. (laughs) And also, too, I'm just crazy like this, but uh, um, I was reading uh, a little bit about you. It's on the Internet, by the way. And... uh, (laughs) <laughs> and, and you're in the uh, you're in, in the in a hall of fame. Yes, I was uh, inducted in the Garden Communicators International Hall of Fame. It used to be Garden Writers, and you know everybody says this, but it true is true that you know when you're honored by your colleagues. So I was a active board member and a regional director, and um, for my work with writing and TV and radio, uh, it was fun to be recognized. So it was quite the honor and. And, uh, you know, not as not as cool as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but, hey, good for me as a garden writer. <laughs> yeah, it's a very nice uh, honor. Now, when you were a kid, uh, did you always go out and play in the dirt? You know, I have to tell you, I remember looking back, I never dissected a frog, and I have a master's degree in science, but I cut up a lot of plants. And my dad, growing up, never let my brother and I in the garden. So maybe that's the key to getting your kids to grow up to be gardeners. He, that was his, you know, he'd come home from work, he'd go out in the garden, and it was, we just left him alone. But starting about middle school, I started growing house plants. We always did hikes in the woods and looking at wildflowers, helping my grandma pick beans. And so gardening was always around me and part of my life. And, uh, when I was uh, trying to decide what to do with my life, I wanted science and people, and this seemed like a great way to put the two together. And, you know, now I'm a gardener as well as doing this professionally. You know, when things are stressful, I go to my garden. When I'm happy, I go to my garden. I love to eat fresh produce. I love to grow flowers and just learn every time. Every season is different. Um, and I think that's one of the exciting things about my profession, but also as a gardener, is every year is different. The weather's different. The pest problems are different. Some years you go, wow, look what I did. And some years you go, next year will be better. Well, I, I, talking about the weather, I have the, uh, I'll have uh, the Old Farmer's Almanac on, the uh, the uh, editor on the Old Farmer's Almanac next week, because uh, next week it turns to winter on Tuesday. I know, hard to believe. We've had a few, I'm sure you guys have too, we've had some extreme cold, a few warm days, and yesterday I was trying to record some voiceover for videos amongst the flurries outside, so I guess I procrastinated a little too long on that project. Well, tell me about, uh, because it's Christmas season, tell me about Christmas plants, Uh, things you can do in the house, things you shouldn't do in the house. 
You know, I think, first of all, when you're going shopping, um, if you're going to a garden center or florist, <clears throat> excuse me, they'll be sure to wrap up your plants, put them in a sleeve or wrap them in a plastic bag. And that's really important to protect them from the cool temperatures. And then don't leave them in your car when you go shopping. You know, that car gets really cold. So if possible, purchase your plants and get them home to a warm spot. One of the fun things or interesting things about poinsettias is you want to take that sleeve off because when they put it in a plastic sleeve, you know, the leaves go up and they give off ethylene, so it shortens the life of your poinsettia. So take it out of that sleeve. Leave it handy if you're giving it as a gift. Um, in your house, keep your holiday plants, whether it's a poinsettia, calancho, cyclamen, in a cool, bright location. That will extend the colorful display. Away from drafts of hot and cold air, so back from a window, because when we get those cold winter breezes, right, it can be chilly, and away from your hot register vent. Um, and then um, the other trick is if it's wrapped in foil, you can leave it in foil, but then the edge is down, so the light gets to the leaves from top to bottom. Sometimes that foil wrap goes up over the lower leaves. Light can't get in. They turn yellow. And when I go to parties and people are having problems with a poinsettia, the first thing I do is lift it up out of the decorative basket or foil, and there's usually an inch of water in the bottom because, you know, you water it properly. You don't pour off the excess. You keep adding to it. And if the plant sits in that excess water, it's going to get some root rot. So either punch holes in the foil so it drains and put it on a saucer or put pebbles in the bottom. And I like the pebble idea, whether it's in the saucer, the bottom of the foil, or a decorative container or basket. It elevates the pot above any excess water, so you water thoroughly. Excess collects in the pebbles. That will evaporate, increase the humidity. But then I don't have to pour it off every time I water. Not lazy, just a low-input gardener. And so that's a great way to boost your success as well. What a great idea that is, the, the pebbles. So in order to do that, I guess you have to pick it up. Uh, you, you have to pick it up so you can put pebbles down underneath it, and then you can put it back in the pot, right? Exactly. So it's in the pot that it's growing. So you get it in, you know, usually it's so if you've got like a decorative pot with no drainage, well, you put the pebbles there, and then you set the potted plant in there. So the pebbles are beneath the potted plant where that's growing, not inside the same container. So you're right. You lift it up out of the foil, put the pebbles in or out of the decorative basket, set that potted plant back on there, and it's great. I do that with my house plants as well because that way I increase the humidity, always a challenge for us with the heat on in the winter, and it eliminates the need to pour the excess water off and it reduces the risk of root rot. And speaking of house plants, it's a great way to decorate those for holidays too. So we're going to keep them healthy, add some ornaments, some bows. There's lots of decorative things you can do. And the mini cyclamen and the mini poinsettias that are in just like an inch and a half diameter pot, you could pop those into your larger um, ever or larger green plants, your house plants, and decorate them for the holidays. I like to put very an empty pot, just a small empty pot in the container that we have big house plants growing in. And then for Christmas, I can put a little poinsettia, you know, Valentine's Day, a cyclamen, Easter, a little mini azalea. So I can dress it up, but I don't disturb the roots. And that's just kind of a fun way to change things up for the holidays, add a little extra color to your indoor decor. What a nice idea. Now, can you keep your poinsettia alive all year long? 
You can. And so um, one of the fun things to do, that little yellow knot that the florist hasn't done for you, the part we call the flowers are really modified leaves or bracts. The flower, the true flower, these little yellow knobs in the middle, if you pop those off, those colorful bracts will last longer. After you're done enjoying it, um, poinsettias have now been bred to keep their color really a long time. But when you're done enjoying it, you can move it in with your other house plants, a little brighter window, always water thoroughly. Um, you want to let it dry just slightly between watering. Stick your finger in the top inches and two inches of soil. It should be starting to dry. And then in March or April, if it's gotten long and leggy, you can prune it back. And sometimes that's hard because you still have red or pink, you know, colorful leaves on the top. And then for the summer, you can move it outside if you want. And for those that like a challenge, you could try reblooming it. So starting in early October, around the 1st, put it into 14 hours of total darkness each night, bright light during the day. Some people take a box and cover it. Some put it in a room where there's no artificial light inside or outside. And once those bracts start coloring up, you don't need to give it the dark treatment. This also works for Christmas cactus and colanchos as well. So it's a fun way to do it. If you miss a day, it delays bloom by a day. So I've talked to gardeners who have poinsettias for Valentine's Day. But, hey, if they're red, it's okay. Well, you know, it sounds like I'm listening to an episode of Melinda's Garden Moment. <laughs> I just plug me in, you know, put the quarter in, and I keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you've been uh, studying this for, for more than a week. Just a, just a little over. I won't reveal, but it's been quite a few years and a lot of fun. I learned so much along the way from doing it and from other gardeners. Gardeners are optimistic because you wouldn't do this two years in a row and they love to share plants and ideas so i feel like i'm a pretty lucky person uh, a friend of mine uh, who had a garden shop um, told me once he said gardening is the one thing that you can do because you want to do it you're not that you have to do it but you want to do it exactly and i think a lot of people have discovered the joy of gardening these last few years and how much better fresh from the garden produce tastes you know Farmers markets, locally grown produce is excellent and a great way to supplement your diet. But if you can have even just a pot with a tomato or harvest a few fresh peppers, I'm not known as a great cook except in the summer because when I use fresh vegetables, anything tastes good no matter how I prepare it. So it's also, he's exactly right. It's great because you want to do it. The rewards are many, reduces your stress elevates your mood, helps you with your focus, and you get good food to eat and pretty flowers to look at. Oh, yeah. Now, do you have a, a big garden at home? I do. I used to live in the city in a very small, tiny lot, so I've got a lot of experience cramming a lot of beauty. And now, about 10 years ago, moved to 11 acres, so I'm on the other extreme and have a large garden where it's fenced in from the deer so we can do videotaping and photography and then beds throughout uh, so a variety. So I can test new plants, I can grow things and learn as I go, and, uh, of course, enjoy some of the, the the joys of gardening, whether it's out working in the garden or bringing some things indoors to enjoy. So a little bit of everything, which is really a lot of fun. Uh, hey, Melinda, I would love to get you back on. You've got so much information. I would love to do that. So let's plan on that. That'd be great. Maybe when spring people are starting to plan their gardens, we can maybe give them some tips on how to get the most out of their effort. Or it could be the middle of the winter when 
<laughs> they're going crazy. And saying, okay, that's a really good idea. Houseplant <laughs> care is a good one. So I would love to do that. That would be great. And in the meantime, they can always visit your website. And, and uh, why don't you tell us the web address? It's melindamyers.com. And I will be doing webinars again. I have a few from 2021. They're going to remain, well, quite a few remain on my website through the end of this year. And I'll be hosting New ones starting next year, they're free to join, and I record them, so if you can't join me live, they're available to watch at your convenience. So I hope people will join me for that, as well as check out great courses, How to Grow Anything DVDs, and and uh, thank you again so much for having me on. All right. Thank you, Melinda. We will get you back on. But in the meantime, it's uh, Melinda's Garden Moment that you can hear weekdays at 7.45 in the morning and in the afternoon at 4.45. Melinda Myers, our guest this morning here on The Wave 97.9 WHAV. Wake up with Wing Damon weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM WHAV. Catch the wave. W-H-A-V.